Hello guys and girls and welcome to episode 66 of the F Reality Podcast. This is a weekly VR, AR and MR talk show that is live streamed every Saturday on YouTube, Facebook and on Twitch. You can tune into the show live at 7pm in Europe, 6pm in the UK and 12 midday in Central US. You can also check out the audio version which is available on iTunes, SoundCloud and on Anchor. If you enjoy the show, please subscribe to our YouTube channel and leave us a review on iTunes because that would really help us out. If you have any questions, comments, or feedback during the show, please put them in the chat. We'll try to answer as many questions as we can. We've made a couple of tweaks this episode, particularly around the video streaming platform that we're using. So let us know what you think in the chat. If you think the video quality has improved or you prefer it the old way, either way, we'd love to know your feedback. But um, if you're new to the show, let me introduce you to the team. First up, this guy loves nothing more than to take a Sunday drive around Lake Louise in his expo, contemplating the consequences of VR. It is, of course, ZimTalk5. How you doing, man? You all right? Nice pickup. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm good. I'm, I'm keen to see what the output of our uh, HD upgrade uh, actually ends up looking like. You know, seeing all your pretty faces in, in high def is, is lovely. <laughs> yeah. end, I got to say. So uh, looking forward to this week's show. Yeah, everyone's in the chats like saying, oh, we want it back how it was. We preferred it when you we didn't see everything and it was a bit blurred. <laughs> it's too clear. <laughs> yeah, now we can see everything. Um, but yeah, let us know what you think. So next up, this guy, he's multi-talented. He's a house flipper. He's a scientist. And he's a terrible flirt in virtual reality. It's, of course, Rowdy Guy. How you doing, man? You all right? I'm all right. I'm all right. I'm good, man. Yeah, I'm a terrible flirt in VR. I'm glad you said, like, in VR behind there because, you know, in real life, ooh, I'm a catch, man. I'm a catch. <laughs> <laughs> well, <laughs> well, you, you, you've nabbed yourself a girl, so you must have done something, right? <laughs> yeah. I don't know how that happened. <laughs> okay, so uh, next up. He's the collector of headsets, the latest member of the Pimax Owners Club, and Yoppy Source Addict. It is Nathy. How you doing, man? I'm doing doing fine. How how do I look in HD, people? Hmm? I like the bearded guy in the corner, to be honest, and I'm not talking yeah. much this time. No. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, they were, they were, he was obviously missing a beard in the house, so he had to get the little the little Santa Claus in the background. I do have a, like a little. You see this? No. No, oh. <laughs> a bit, like, with the shadows, you kind of. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. actually, I'm a little trying. bit. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure, we can. Yeah, of course, we can see that. Okay, it's thank true. you. Thanks for the support, guys. Really appreciate it. <laughs> nice beard. Nice beard. Yeah, <laughs> thank you. <laughs> so, uh, last but by no means least, myself, the host of the show, Mike from Virtual Reality Oasis. We've got a jam-packed episode for you today. We're going to be talking about the Game Awards where we talk about the VR nominees and the winner from the Game Awards this week in Los Angeles. We're going to be talking about Prey in VR. After experiencing Prey, you'll never trust a household item again, as the aliens can take many, many forms. However, is it worth checking out just for the VR content alone? Well, stay tuned to find out. And then finally, we're going to be talking about the Epic Games Store, a new store for you to spend your hard-earned cash. But we will tell you why this is good for developers, content creators, and consumers alike. But first up, of course, let's find out what everyone's been up to and the highlight of the week this week. And let's start with Rowdy first to find out what he's been playing. 
I, I have not played that many games. Like uh, the only game that I played this week was actually the Blade and Sorcery. Uh, I don't know if everyone mm. actually checked that one out already. Uh, no. It's like one of the new like gory titles on uh, on Steam. Like uh, you can stab people and uh, uh, you can't cut off hats, but I found like a little bit missing yet in the game. Uh, that's something I would still <laughs> like to do, cut off someone's hat. But uh, for the rest, it's it's good fun. It's like they they're using like more like real time physics uh, to try and like mimic the movements and like uh, to feel like the blade more like when you stab it through someone. I tried like stabbing through multiple people. That also didn't work. Uh, you know, like if someone is just tuning in now, like it's gonna sound sound like really yeah. really weird. Like yeah. oh yeah, I tried stabbing through multiple people. Tried to like get them all on one <laughs> sword, but that didn't really work. <laughs> Welcome to the Serial Killers podcast. <laughs> yeah yeah but uh i i do enjoy a, a game like that because it's, it gets a little bit more physical uh like the last time i i featured creed again uh also a very physical game uh but i, I like doing th- that kind of stuff in, in virtual reality where you need to like use your hands a lot and that makes it that makes it for me a bit cooler more immersive as well so yeah that's that's the one that i played so would you say that this game is more fun than gone no, because it kind of looks similar in that sense. No, nah, it, it can't be more fun than Gorn just because Gorn has been, you know, in, in development for so much longer. They have a, a wide variety of mods, although they are introducing mods and blades and sorcery now as well. Um, but yeah, Gorn is such a big community behind it that um, it's going to be hard to topple that one. It will get to that level, I think. I think it will eventually be a very popular game, especially because there's a there's a, a certain group of people, serial killers, that really like that kind of stuff. <laughs> but um, yeah, I, I I don't think at the moment it can compete with something that Gorn like Gorn. Gorn is also a little bit more um, less serious, I would say. Yeah, and that's kind of the way I saw this game. It kind of looks like a more mature version of Gorn, you know, with kind of more realistic kind of stabbing physics and stuff like that. It does. It, I still have to say, like, I find it weird that they, they that you also like can like stab women and stuff. Like, I, I, that's still really weird for me. Yeah. To, like, you know, they come and attack you with swords, and I go like, ah. I mean, in general, isn't it kind of like weird to stab someone? I mean, Garn is like Garn is a cartoony game, so I was like, okay. Yeah. But I've I've seen I've seen some some like uh, gory VR titles. I'm like, well. Like I, I didn't play the the blades one, but I, I think it's it's a bit too much in my opinion. But yeah, is that uh, is that I do like understand the, the that people you? enjoy it? Yeah, yeah, I think so. If it's starting to look realistic in that sense, but then when I'm playing a shooter like Onward or something, then I'm like fine with it. Yeah, I find knives like uh, someone said as well. They're like you know instead of kids who would like you know take their twenty two and go shoot a horse like here take a knife like if you're gonna do it knife my horse like I want you to actually do this. And actually, I find the same thing with VR. I found crashing cars at high speed tough the first few times I did it, and then I also found stabbing like in accounting. No spoilers here, uh, but in accounting, I found the stabbing there to be hard to do. Yeah, it's very, it's very but, but they play on that level as well there. But at the same time, I'm, I mean, it's still computers, right? You know, it's it's just ones and zeros. Like we we need to keep yeah. that disconnect between there. But I have to say, like, it gets more and more realistic, but it doesn't get 
gory at all. Like the title is not gory at all. Oh. And I find I find Gorn is way more gory because you can rip off limbs and rip off hats and you can like throw them through the arena, but you can't do all of that uh, stuff in Blade that's and true, but I, Again, like for me, when it's a cartoony game, I'm fine with it. But on the other side, like I also play GTA and I'm beating everyone up and I don't care. And I did some, some things that are not okay. But, but if you I don't know, when it's in VR, person. it's way more personal. And then I, yeah. I don't know how far I want to go because yeah. then it feels like I'm per- like pushing my personal, like I would not step someone in real life. So then it feels like I would also not do it in a VR game that looks so realistic. Um, yeah, yeah, I think that, that there's a disconnect between like uh, shooting someone where stabbing someone is very personal, you know, very it's very, very, very up close. Uh, so I can kind of get that. But yeah, it's kind of interesting to see and understand your perspectives in terms of like the boundaries of where you think that's that's maybe yeah. too far. Um, but I guess for like the, everything right now, everyone's kind of testing the waters. For the people games. that don't know, like this game is a gladiator simulator. So it's not like you're stabbing innocent people. I we mean, are right, getting right. into an arena yeah. and you need to protect yourself. So I, I totally, totally get that part. We, we have Human Interact uh, pointing out that uh, that is specifically the reason why ESRB doesn't allow us to show women being shot or killed in trailers. Yeah. Ah, I didn't know that was a requirement. The only exception is the only exception is when a female provokes a violent in in the trailer. That is the only okay. exception for them. Interesting, interesting. Although I know that the the battlefield, the recent battlefield trailer was very sort of diverse in that it had like a, a yes. women uh, main character mm-hmm. in, and she was also um, had a like a prosthetic arm or something like that as well. Yeah. She was like murdering everyone all over the place. Um, so they got so around I, it. They got around it. That's how you get around it. Yeah. yeah, the antagonist. Yeah. Plus, I mean, I'm, I'm playing a lot of Battlefield right now and you can just be, uh, uh, you know, a, a woman and also shoot other women and it's all... I don't hear anyone about it. It's just, yeah. and you hear them scream in the Battlefield. I mean, the screams in Battlefield are like really intense, but... wow. Uh, yeah, you can, but maybe yeah. trailers are like a different story. I don't know. Yeah. yeah. So, would you recommend this um, this Blades game then, Rowdy? Would you yeah, recommend if, checking if you it out? Like that kind of like because there's also like real blocking and like you know you need to use different stances. So it, it doesn't get into like a more like realistic kind of feeling if you're into that and you don't mind stabbing mm-hmm. people. Then uh, yeah, it's a it's a fun little game. Yeah, I have to say, like you say, the, the parry and the, the physics mechanics of actually having a sword fight with someone yeah, did yeah. actually look pretty impressive. Um, so yeah, it'd be interesting to see where that game goes because it's in early access right now, and I take it it's going to be developed more over the over time. Yeah. Okay, cool. Well, uh, let's uh, find out what Zim's been up to uh, this week, other than driving around in a set of course around Lake Louise. Look very oh. nice, by the way. It, oh, I love Lake Louise. It's great. It's uh, if anyone's a player of a set, you have to. It's a fifty-kilometer track. Huge. It's wow. mapped out and best place to chill. Um, community made as well, right? As community well. made. Yeah, community made. Uh, it's the only paid track that I host, um, but it's uh, just gorgeous. You pay a buck nice. and get it. Um, but the the developer uh, kind of came live. He's still working on a slightly tuned version of it as well. Um, so this week for me was actually very much a popular game week, I'd say. Uh, I played a lot of uh, Beat Saber with my family, and I saw my wife for the first time on PSVR play angel voices and through like she would like get a certain uh, way through she's playing on hard and get a certain way through and then do another chunk and we were doing this all live and it, it was really really good to just i mean you can almost and this is the best thing about vr is you can enjoy watching 
even more than playing sometimes. Um, yeah. and, and this was absolutely that for me, like just watching her struggle on and kind of get through like six or seven different iterations until she was almost, you know, <laughs> pancaked on the floor, um, but got through it, got through Angel Voices. And for me, Angel Voices is like the track for Beat Saber. It's my favorite all time. Um, and I just love the flow of the blocks and all that. So that's what she played. And then I played a, I played this title that I downloaded Feck, I can't remember, maybe a year ago. Um, and I don't know if any of you have played it, but it, it was the VR, PSVR um, teaser for We Happy Few, uh, which ah, is Jack Live ah. VR. So the thing that really surprised me is this thing was free um, and it was just a free download. But the amount of content, like uh, the, the, the kind of short thing that you do, you have a little interview with Jack, who's one of the lead, he's the lead antagonist in in, in, in the opposition of, of the city. And you've got joy, these happy pills and all that. But the amount of like dry English humor stroke, just fecked up, twisted, you, you know, like, like videos along with beautiful sound, um, the way they were recorded, the way they were acted, the, the uh, detail you see in the face. Even if you're sat in an environment, you're sat in this like archive. The first bit is really short and it's like 10 minutes and kind of what you'd expect. It's kind of small interactions with this character over a screen, something like what you'd see in abduction. And then the second thing is called the archives and you have two reams of, of tapes and, and you actually have to play through these, these movies, uh, which is just on a screen in front of you, but you're kind of in, a, in this archive hall. So it's a VR environment with a 2D screen in front of you. And, and that must just be taken from the game and it's soundtrack and it's video from the game and it's all these things. So even if you don't ever go and play We Happy Few, I would I would estimate there's probably like three, four hours of watchable content there. And for a free title, a lot of it's really, really well done. It's kind of like listening or watching to some kind of uh, indie English radio from the 40s or something. It, it, it's It's good. So uh, if you haven't tried it and you're running out of the things to play for and your wallet's a bit tight and you got a PSVR, check out We Happy Few. It's a freebie. Nice. So what made you uh, go nice. and check that out um, now that it's been out for a little while? Have you been playing the, the Pancake game as well? or No, 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 no. Um, I, I, I very rarely touch 2D games, although this week I... Um, I, I did have to play FTL because I've got such an itch for, for from other sons and uh, it's not working for me at the uh. moment. So anyway, um, but I haven't played the the main game. It, this definitely would be, I would say, successful in in, uh, in in inundating me in the culture of the game and the environment and joy and all this kind of like propaganda that the game pushes on you uh, mm-hmm. enough to sell me on the 2D game. So I, I don't know what platforms it's on, but uh, it, it looks really awesome. I think it's pretty much available on everything, PC, Xbox One, PS4 as well. Um, But you mentioned FTL, and I know this is a a VR show, but I just want to mention something quickly because it will tack into the Game Awards, which I'll be talking about later on. But there was an indie game that was nominated for a Game Award. Uh, It's called Into the Breach. It's made by the same developers that did FTL, and I've been checking that out, and that's uh, really cool as well. So if you like real-time strategy stuff, that's another one worth checking out. And and also on that, um, actually... Into the Breach. Because we're going to touch on this, I think, a little bit later, but Subnautica just brought on Ben Prunty, who is the who was the uh, soundtrack lead from FTL to do Subnautica Below Zero, which is their oh, new nice. upcoming standalone expansion pack. Yeah. So I know we've got a little bit more news a bit later on, but definitely from a VR perspective, they're all kind of intertwined and in, Into the Breach I will definitely be playing as well because that looks amazing. It's very cool. It's very cool. So what about you then, uh, Nathie? What have you been playing this week, dude? Well, uh, first of all, um, let me uh, tell you what the chat has been playing. Sure. So, first of all, uh, Michael Fletcher has just finished uh, Moss. 
Um, oh yeah, awesome, beautiful, beautiful. beautiful. Uh, then we have Jamie who uh, plays uh, Thumper on the go and Moss on Rift. Nice. And we have, let me check, uh, uh, Watauk who says, have a cold, so no VR, have been blowing stuff up in uh, Just Cause 4. And then Gamertag VR has been playing Gungrave VR Loaded Coffin Edition. I've <laughs> never heard of that, but it sounds pretty badass. Yeah. Uh, Rush VR, uh, Red fellow serial killer. And he played, Rowdy, your favorite game, Prison Boss VR. Have you already played the PlayStation 4? I have not yet. No? What? I have not yet done it. No. Call yourself a Prison Boss. I've been busy. Oh, yeah, that's true. Why are you showing us your hands and saying I've been busy? What was that? You you know what I mean. I know what you mean. But but anyway, like, um, I don't want to really highlight what I've been playing this week, but I want to highlight something else. I saw a tweet from uh, Ben Lang from Road to VR this week that I thought was pretty pretty awesome and accurate, and it's about the life of a developer in 2018. <laughs> so let me just quote what he said. Sure, go for uh, it. So um, this is what he said. Um, VR dev in 2018 is extremely easy. You just build a game which scales between 10 minutes and 100 hours of play, um, works for 180 standing room scale and arena scale, Runs on an RDX 2080 Ti and Snapdragon 835 and onboards players in 30 seconds. Your budget is 10K and you have six months. <laughs> cool. That's, that's pretty Way much cheaper. seems like the <laughs> expectation from the community right now. You yeah. know? And then it's funny, like you scroll down and you see all these replies like Cloud at Games and then, uh, you know, Anton from uh, um, Hot Dogs Horseshoes. You see so many defaults that are like, yeah, this is exactly what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, it went completely viral this week. But um, yeah, that's that's what, you know, developers have to deal with. And it's kind of funny, but it's also kind of sad. But but it's yeah. also part of like being like an early adopter, I think, because you're going to, once things become more mainstream, that more hardware will like support it. And then, you know, you, you see technology going forward. And now indeed you need like an RTX or you need like something like that. But soon, you know, you know, like, the standards will be set a little bit lower, like so. I, I see yeah. it's less positive. And and also for all this hard work that a lot of the developers are putting into these games, you know, they're not getting the financial reward at the end of it because the market is so small right now. So, you know, uh, hats off to all the VR developers out there. You know, we really, really appreciate all your hard work. Um, but apart from that, you've also been playing with some new hardware, right, Nathie? <laughs> yeah, that's right. So I, uh, <laughs> this week, as you may know, if you, if you have seen my channel, uh, I uh, just got my Pimax, my 5K Plus, and um, it works. It works really well, actually. Um, I have been constantly also messaging with Fudu. He's helping me out. So if he's watching, thank you for, you know, being my 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 master. He's like, uh, you know, Yoda. <laughs> mentor. Yeah, yeah, he kind of is. So, you know, he's constantly helping me out, giving me tips. So that's great. And, Sensei um, Voodoo. Um, so I, I haven't really done that much. I dived into my Steam VR home and, you know, uh, tweaked some stuff. But um, yeah, there is one issue, uh, and uh, that are the dead pixels. I have a few dead pixels, um, and they seem to be all joined together in somewhere in the middle, uh, in the left uh, uh, like lens. Ouch. And uh, yeah, it's kind of annoying. Um, but on the uh, positive side, now I can you know check out their customer support and see how fast but, things move. But but it's for dead pixels, like it's because often like. Um, it depends on like the amount of dead pixels and uh, where they are located because they normally do like a pixel check um, with like screens, yeah. whatever they are for. Yeah. But I don't know if they're 
always covered by customers. It, but it's it's a VR headset. Yeah, I've always I've always been able. I've, I've we I had a can, um, yeah. we had an Oculus Go that we purchased, which just had like one or two always on pixels, and yeah. it was no hassle returning. But I, I've heard, I mean, across the years on Reddit, these issues happening. But typically, if it's if it's in if it's if it's in if it's in your face all the time on a VR headset, yeah, I, I no, see there's no quibbles. There. I mean, like, if it was somewhere in my you know in the, somewhere in the garner fine you know but this one is like it's almost like like it's your like your aim in a game you know where you're like oh i can actually use this to also um but um i oh, you should be happy they didn't charge you for that then no that that that's true uh, but we still it's have like to find out yeah yeah <laughs> yeah that's <laughs> what like I, I did that back in the days on my monitor you know putting like a dot on my so <laughs> it's oh, yeah. kind of handy in a way <laughs> but um you know as i said before the rest works fine you know uh, i haven't really ran into many issues um but um it, it's well, um it's to be fair you know it's uh the the bigger you make your lenses the larger the risk on like a dead pixel so well um the the the, the interesting part is i removed the lens and tried to clean it like uh, you know back in the dk1 days i sometimes had some dirt in there i was like what what is that um but you um for some reason you can't first of all get to the screen because uh, behind the lens is a glass like little wall and then behind that is the display. So there's like a, a, mm. some glass there and you can't remove that. I mean, Fudo said like, yeah, I'll just try. I'm like, well, I'm not, I'm not that, uh, you know, uh, let's not try that. Um, but I think like I looked closer at it when I removed the lens and I, I could really see it was like, you know, there was something damaged on the, the display. But uh, don't worry, uh, I have more. Let me show you. <laughs> Bye, Nathy. Bye. See you more, later. More, more, so more Pimaxes. An extra one, and uh, wait for it. <laughs> My God. So for the audience, oh, this ruffle to, to fill up the emptiness. Here, that, that's he's got. He's got. He's got two additional ones. So he's got two additional Pimaxes there. Uh, and giveaway. Yeah. <laughs> well, um, funny part is I wanted to give uh, at least one away or two, but now I actually need one of those two because uh, one of them is a, another 5K plus. So hopefully that one is, you know, fine. Okay. And then the other one is an 8, 8K plus yeah. or an 8K. Um, so, um, but yeah, it, I don't know. We'll see. But it, on, on one side, I'm like, ah, oh, it sucks to have this dead pixel. But on the other side, it's of course super interesting to you know see how the customers part work, how they you know treat you as a as a Pimax user. So um, and I don't think everyone has the opportunity to test that. So um, uh, I, I will see what they say. I will see what they you know uh, how they respond. You should let uh, your brother do it then. Don't use your own name. Yeah, he, no, he he will. He will. Um, I like I don't really have time to email everyone about that kind of stuff, but. Um, I think it's kind of rare, though. Like, I've been looking it up and, and see how many people had this issue with their, at least their Pimax. Um, not many people ran into, like, dead pixels. Um, mm. But mine is, like, extremely... It's like a, It's not just one. It's like a few together, and it makes it very big. If it was just a little dot, I, I would have not complained. But it's like Maybe an it's actual... That damaged it or something like must be like a pressure point yeah, somewhere. Yeah, because Rowdy, I would I would I would echo what you're saying because these screens go through uh, so much testing before they're actually yeah. put out into into active mm. use. So that's yeah. that's something that I think is uh, is an important point. Like if you think about it, it, always kills me if you think about like an Apple product, like a like a large iPad. Like they literally bin something like twenty screens to make the one that you know they sell you, and it, <laughs> it does just like the. 
the 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 X that that factor it just keeps going up and up yes. and up. The more you know screens they have to bin for one like production unit, it's crazy. Yeah. But um, it's, that uh, wasn't the only piece of hardware that managed to uh, self implode this week for you because uh, yeah, you're reminding well, me of when week. I burned yeah, my go, week. but. Uh, yeah, last week my Go also, uh, I don't know what happened to that. Um, I, I think I pushed it a little bit too much. Well, <laughs> according to your tweet, you you were pushing the boost clocks in virtual desktop, playing a game, streaming it to your headset, and uh, charging it all at the same time. Uh, <laughs> so, the boost clock. Oh, that, yeah, that, yeah, right. and that, that, that just killed the device for me. Um, I was, Wait, I was able to make a video. Explain it's it? an overclock. It's a software overclock that virtual desktop <laughs> yeah. allows you to do to push it so that when you're recording, you're not losing frames out of the, yeah. the app. And it works brilliantly. Yeah. I've used it for that. Um, yeah, but uh, uh, just to you know, kind of um, make things clear, there's nothing wrong with virtual desktop. I also think this no. this boost thing has, you know, it's not dangerous at all. You just need to know that I've been recording for like four hours straight, trying to get the best video ever, and that just just killed the whole thing. Yeah. So yeah. that's it. But yeah, my go is now like that, and I will bury it with the other headsets that I once killed, and my controllers <laughs> as well. You know, I mean, I so I have a little graveyard in my garden now. Yeah, like little. You know, uh, here lies uh, Oculus Go. <laughs> you should put the dates on there as well. That'd be hilarious. <laughs> yeah. That'd be hilarious. Yeah, but um, yeah, we'll see. Hopefully uh, I will be able to get a new one because I really enjoy, you know, playing with the Go. And recently it has been hyped up again as well, uh, you know, with Ellen. We're soon going to talk about that. But, yeah. Yeah, you know, it's it's great to play yeah. with it. So I, I'm already yeah. missing it a little bit. I'm like, it's kind of sad because, you know, it's my first Go and it's like, why? Why is it already now? A friend Why? of mine has one now too, and uh, she absolutely loves it. Like oh. she, she uses it almost every day. It's great. It's great. It's just it so is. accessible, you know. It's it's an awesome little headset. Um, cool. So let's uh, talk about what I played this week, and that is uh, Starship Commander. Is what I want to talk about. Uh, I got to play this originally uh, back at OC Five on Zim's recommendation. I, he sort of checked out the demo, and he was like, "Hey, Mike." He sort of bumped into me on the show floor, and he's like, "You got to check this out." And the developer, who he may still be in the chat, uh, Alex from Human, Inter- Human Interact, uh, was giving sort of impromptu demos on his on his laptop, and uh, of his new game Starship Commander, which is coming to arcades mm-hmm. next week. And uh, the interesting thing about this experience is that it's completely voice controlled. So it's a it's a space adventure where you can talk directly to the characters in game, and they've kind of implemented this kind of branching dialogue system that. You know, depending on what you say and what commands you issue, it kind of changes the the narrative of the experience, which is really interesting. So you kind of start off in a hangar and you talk to uh, Captain Pearson, who kind of gives you a mission briefing. And then you can ask a question. So like, you know, tell me about yourself or tell me about the mission or tell me about your ship. Are you single? And are you single? You can you can say that you love her, and she'll respond to that as well. So they've they've obviously catered for these kind of, uh, you know, Nice dialogue strings, which what, is really wait, 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 wait. What else did you try to ask her? <laughs> uh, I, I didn't try. Tell, no, 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 no. You're not going to tell me that you didn't try anything funny. <laughs> it didn't. Not that I could put in a video. Put it that way. Um, <laughs> but uh, it was a really, it was a really cool experience. Um, it's maybe like. 
15 minutes long. You know, it's it's quite sort of story driven. Takes you into like an alien spy facility that you infiltrate and then you blow it up and escape. And it's a lot of fun. And, and by the end of it, I was like, this is really cool. And I just kind of wanted more of this kind of like narrative driven voice controlled adventure. Um, I definitely had a lot of fun with it. Uh, but this is just coming to arcades. So you can only check this out um, at your local VR arcade from next week. Uh, you can check on their website whereabouts it is. They're, they're sort of dotted around the States mainly. Um, but not it kind of just Europe got me yet, thinking. Or? Not in Europe or the UK uh, yet, but I'm sure they're going to be sort of aiming for that, I'm sure. I had to laugh at that, uh, Mike. Your local VR arcade in Scotland, that's London. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> not really a thing over here in the UK or in Europe really that much. Not so much. Um, but I like this kind of whole idea of a, a, a voice-controlled adventure. And I know that uh, I want to give a shout-out to Don, uh, VR Gamer Dude, because he plays a lot of... Um, Elite Dangerous. Uh, uh, bridge crew you know star trek ah, bridge crew he played he played that almost solely with the voice commands alone uh and he was like when we were playing with him me and nathy that time he was almost issuing those voice commands like he was the captain he was really taking on that role and i think a game like this as well like starship Commander, it really encourages you to sort of get into that role playing sort of vibe and really sort of get into the role and get into the character and really have some fun with it and that's where they've kind of catered for these kind of funny lines that you know you make a comment about something and they react accordingly which is really neat but the, um, the but cool it kind thing of thing is like how much it adds immersion i think like even yeah in, absolutely because i mean i have like a like a google home but even just talking to that makes it so much more cooler to put on your playlist or your television or your lights or whatever yeah but it's like that yeah, has, has anyone seen that movie called uh, Her? Yes. Yeah. Yes, where he's, he falls in love with his uh, AI phone. With his AI. Yeah, that's such a, yeah. an interesting concept, I think. That you, this, but because this... it's so it's so immersive and so feels so real once you once you're able to like talk to someone like uh, yeah. I love technology like that. This is why uh, Rowdy doesn't like people. You know, he has yeah, friends yeah. within his AIs. Yeah, yeah exactly. I'm in love with my Google Home. Yeah. Well, uh, the, one thing I would ask this AI is, can you please subscribe to PewDiePie? <laughs> oh, <laughs> Save yeah. him. Save the internet. Um, but the interesting thing about this is this kind of technology wouldn't necessarily work in traditional pancake games so much, I think. You know, it really kind of finds its own medium in VR yeah. because, you know, it's so personal and you feel that connection, yeah. you, you know, you're there together. Um, and that's why it works so well. So it'd be really interesting to see where, how much further this goes in the future where characters in game could be solely controlled by AI that's connected to the internet and, and work like Siri or Alexa in that way mm. and, and maybe give you information about the world outside of the game as well, which would be kind of interesting. Mm. Um, but yeah, I really hope that Human Interact can flesh out this kind of concept, make it into a fully-fledged home game for, for VR users because I think a lot of people would really dig this. A lot of people were interested in the video, gave a lot of feedback saying they liked the look of it. That's so, it, it, also it really by the tickled way, me. Uh, Sorry, go ahead, Brody. Uh, Alexander is in the in the chat as well, and he's saying that uh, that they kept a log of everything that you asked. Um, <laughs> he's putting it in the chat right now. I, I have know. to say, like, you have uh, quite some inspiration, like <laughs> Mike exposed. Yeah, imagine. imagine. No, I'm, I'm joking. I'm joking. <laughs> I was just going to say that um, for me, like, there's not that many unique game ideas that feel so like you know it's not like you find a diamond in the rough and yeah. coming across something especially on a show floor where you're like wow i've not come across a game style that's like this before not even like a 2d game have i tried because you could do the same model for a pancake game you could 
um, yeah, where you're driving by a you know a, a tree of uh, verbal commands that it understands. And I really only think that now for us, you know, domestic buyers that that the te- technology has kind of gotten to the point. I mean, Windows 95 days, this would have never happened. But now you have that technology and it's smooth enough of an experience to be convincing. It's only going to get better, obviously. And as Rowdy yeah. said, there's so many different companies now driving down this route, trying to have the best AI that it's kind of funny to say it, but it's not probably going to be too long before someone does fall in love with their Starship commander. So, you know. But that, that's a cool concept. No, don't, don't, don't you think that's... Uh, yeah. It, it, it reminds me a little bit of like uh, um, Become Human, Detroit, the game. Mm-hmm. Like uh, it's, it's an interesting kind of like, you know, dilemma that we'll soon have to face I think. yeah there's another movie that when you were describing the one that you were talking about which sounded like uh which was her i don't know if i'm getting the name of this right deus ex machina mm-hmm. yeah if you've not seen that one that one uh it's a different kind one, of ending yeah. i won't ex machina yeah. i think it's ex machina, ex machina. That's, yeah. that's it because i'm thinking of yeah. the first name yeah yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, that's. Um, I can't remember her first name. And Vic Lander is her surname, I believe. Uh, yeah, the, yeah, the, the so actress nice. that plays that role. But yeah, she does a fantastic job in that playing that AI. Um, it, it reminds me a little bit of like uh, like my my first course at university in biology was uh, a course on evolution, and uh, the 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 teacher started with like explaining what uh, consciousness is and how to define consciousness. He had this like elaborate definition. And then he was like finished with his definition. Then he countered his own definition by just saying like something else, like, you know, oh, you can actually just counter it. But then the question of like, what is, what, when is something conscious and when is it not? There's something that we just can't answer mm-hmm. at this moment. What is like, what is, when is something alive and when is something not? Like, it's a very hard, hard question to answer. So, <sighs> but like, I don't want to get like metaphysical here, yeah. but it's very, uh, but like you say, that game, uh, you know, uh, become human, um, tackle those issues in a really nice way and, and raise these questions and how humanity will sort of like face this kind of like, you know, AI uprising, essentially, you know, it, it is very interesting indeed. Well, hopefully we'll see more of these kind of, you know, uh, arcade uh, titles where you can do voice uh, uh, control. Uh, one that I really enjoyed, but it's like an old one and kind of works, but also kind of doesn't is like Gary the Gull. Oh, oh, I never tried that one. I remember oh, you talking about that one a while it's ago. Kinda, it's kind of funny. I mean, yeah. you can so much. on a beach and uh, like the story just plays in front of you. It's kind of scripted, but the first time you don't realize that. But that one is also great. But you kind of need to sometimes scream in your like vibe or riff trying to tell it what you want to say, you know. <laughs> That's but, hilarious. Uh, yeah, it's great. I remember you mentioning it before, and I, I kept on meaning to try it, but I haven't tried it yet. It's short, really Mike. You, you, yeah. you eat it in five minutes. There's a crab in that that I particularly hate, and I wish I could stomp <laughs> on it. But uh, other than yeah. that, you know, other than that, it, it, I agree with Nathan. It's, it, there aren't many. There aren't many that have done with the voice yeah. command thing. No, but I think they did a really good job on it. And uh, yeah, I look forward to more from them in the future. Uh, But one other thing I want to mention before we move on to some quick news is that I took uh, your advice from last week and actually went out and bought some PSVR move controllers. Wow. Um, And I also bought, because I know you guys have been nagging me for so long, uh, Resident Evil 7 on the PSVR as well. Uh, so I finally got it, and I, I am actually planning to do something with it. Maybe I might do a stream or something like that sometime soon. Well, you sure. haven't tried it yet. 
Haven't tried it yet, no, but I, I, I will. I want to do it like first time on stream or, you know, record oh, a video yeah. or something. Everyone put your hands together for Mike in the chat. Yes. Yeah, thank you, thank you. Are you going to use your heartbeat, uh, you know? Yes, yeah. I was planning to do that as well. Yeah, add that into it, which nice. would be a really nice uh, <laughs> little mix. It would be great when you flatline. Yeah, <laughs> you just, I should put my phone number or sort of like this, is you know, dial this number in case of emergency. Um, I, I remember when Resident Evil launched on the PlayStation VR, someone posted a picture of like sitting in the dark in his living room on a bucket and like, okay, I'm going to play it now. It's so funny. Yeah, I'm ready. Yeah. Um, annoyingly <laughs> though. Like there is a companion candle that you buy. Yeah. You sit it in the back. Oh, it's scented. It. Yes. It is a scented candle. Smells like rotting flesh or whatever, and uh, wow. you know, just gives you the uh, kind of flavor. Now, whether or not candles and VR are safe, but probably you would want someone to be watching the candle so you don't just you know wake up to flames. Yeah, yeah, turn into that meme. <laughs> it, it's fine. <laughs> yeah, um, but annoyingly, it's like uh, it's like. It's like the local CEX were listening to the show because they jacked up the prices of the Move controllers the day that I went to buy them. <laughs> so they went up from 20 quid each to 25 quid each um, because they were saying that because it's Christmas, everything PSVR related was going up in price. So I was like, brilliant. Um, but it was still a steal for 50 quid for the pair of them. So uh, it was a good recommendation on your behalf to go and uh, pick them up. Uh, but let's jump into some quick news this week then. And let's start off with the Oculus Quest potential launch around Facebook F8. So this week we had an announcement from Facebook that F8, the sort of yearly conference that Facebook hosts every year, uh, will be taking place in San Jose from the 30th of April to the 1st of May in 2019. And this coincides with the spring 2019 sort of window that they stated that the Quest was going to launch in uh, that they told us at OC5. And this is exactly what happened with the Oculus Go this year. You know, they they launched it during F8 and they opened up the pre-orders so you can buy your Go from there. And I think they'll likely do the same with the Quest next year. Um, but the interesting thing is like last, uh, this year, when everyone went to F8 and saw the announcement of the Go and the launch, everyone got a Go for free. So I wonder if everyone got a Quest for free uh, next year, if they attend this uh, sort of uh, event, might be worth a little cheeky flight to San Jose to uh, to join in the <laughs> yeah, fun. I don't know. Then sign up for like four or five people, you know? Yeah, just get a bucket load. <laughs> Flip those bad boys <laughs> on eBay. Just sitting there like, okay, just announce it. I'm just going to put it in there. I'm going to go back and, uh, you know? Yeah. <laughs> just bring like a big bag. Yeah. Yeah. So I think it's probably likely that that's when the quest is going to launch. So at least we've kind of got a date in our minds now that we can kind of aim for. But it really doesn't feel like that long away now. You know, December, it's December already. It's like almost Christmas. I can't believe this year has just absolutely flown by. So I'm sure the next few months will fly by as well. But it kind of does seem that right now, especially on the Oculus store, that it seems a bit barren for sort of, you know, full sort of AAA polished Rift games. And I sort of get the feeling that all these developers are sort of beavering away in the background to get their game ready for the quest launch uh so it's going to be a really interesting time uh, come spring next year i think there's an interesting point uh, just because we're in the holiday season now i don't believe i mean steam obviously has the ability where you can buy steam gift cards or whatever you can get you know steam credit for somebody as a gift does oculus home on either the go or on rift have anything like that it's a really good question. And the only time I've ever seen a gift card from Oculus is the ones they gave us for attending OC5, uh, which was very kind of them. But yeah, I, I, I'm not sure about that. Um, well, I it would be the perfect you, little gift. 
I think if you start looking for that on the internet, you can buy some fake ones for sure. So beware. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you can buy everything on the internet, even that it doesn't exist. But as far as I know, you don't have gift cards. Uh, I do, there's a redeem code feature, but that's just if a dev decides to give you a, you exactly. know, a game key. But uh, there is no uh, feature on the home for gift mm. uh, stuff. Nice little recommendation there, Oculus, if you're listening. Maybe some some gift cards. You've got a little market there for Christmas. We are happy uh, to test them out for you. The trouble with that, anytime, and this is the the trouble that like Valve has had trouble with when they first tried to launch it, is just that there's so much... uh, There's so many bad people in the world trying to compromise you know, financial systems. It doesn't matter what it is. And, and it's the same thing that they had a problem with. Like when they launched Diablo three with the market, people were trying to, you know, money launder and stuff through that. It's like, and you just, you run into so many different problems that are of a regulatory nature. So it may not be as easy as it seems on the tin, just to throw up a gift card on a, on a website mm-hmm. somewhere. That's probably why they haven't done it yet. I didn't think of that yet, but that's indeed a good, uh, good reason. Yeah. So while we're talking about Oculus, let's talk about, Ellen DeGeneres, because uh, she's been giving away Oculus Go headsets to her audience on the Ellen DeGeneres show this week, which is pretty crazy. Uh, it was really fun, and we're probably going to play this clip for you in the background right now. But basically, during her show, she's doing like 12 days of Christmas, and she's hosting loads of different giveaways of different products of various different companies. Um, but it was really great to see a VR headset being thrown into the mix uh, mm. And uh, everyone in her audience was looking like super hype, super like excited about this thing. But I have a suspicion they had no idea what this thing actually was. Uh, they I, were just excited I, about it. You know, they were like, paid. "Wow, this is." I, I frankly think the one woman who's like, "Oh my paid. god," she was so paid off, <laughs> so paid off. Just, but, I, I mean, every I, brand I is paying. Pre-recorded. Pre-recorded. That to record uh, like the audience on like a separate time. Uh, now you all need to cheer and do the game, and then I they mean, cut like parts like that. Yeah. But yeah. the thing is, like, all these brands pay, you know, big money to be in this show because everyone wants to be featured there. But the funny part is, if you look at the clip, at, like, the end of the clip where they talk about the Go, there's this uh, gnome guy. He wants to grab one of the Go's to kind of put it on for a second. But Ellen's like, no, 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 no. Like, this is, you know, that's not... Display only. <laughs> yes, yes. But he's huge because then you, like, still, it's like you put it there. I'm like, you just let him put it on for a second and just do something funny. And uh, maybe a backflip, I don't know. But yeah. uh, but you know what I wonder, and this is a good question for everyone also in the chat, is how much do you think it would cost to actually feature your product in the Ellen show around wow. Christmas? That's a good one. I like I, I spoke to David about this, and we think it's between like 100K and 500K. I mean, that's kind of yeah. like the ballpark. Yeah. Where I was going to say 150K is actually in dollars was what I was going to guess. I think it kind of depends on what you want to feature, I guess, and for how long and, and what it is and how you, I think you even pay for how it's getting displayed and stuff like that. I don't know, but it's killer yeah. marketing. I mean, it's great. Yeah, and, and the thing is like, not only did they get one, they actually got two each. Like every, <laughs> yeah. every audience member got two each, and they they, they reckon that there must have been about four hundred people or something like that in the audience. Uh, so they gave eight hundred yeah. Oculus Go's I'm away. Jelly, I wish I got two, man. Seriously. Yeah, exactly. You don't even have one right now. <laughs> <laughs> I have an Oculus gone right now. That's what yeah, I mean. exactly. It's but, so uh, though. Like when you have a pair like that, and you can sit down together, and you can just play like on a couch smart. side by side. And we talked about this before. But that's exactly the reason why they did it. Like playing mm-hmm. Blaze Rush yeah. or something. That's the thing. Because that's what the sales is social. Because when you do it together, right? When you're there. 
and then one of you flies off to California to go pick up a quest or something, and and then you're doing it remotely as well. Like it, it, it really sells the social aspect of VR. There aren't, there's not so many titles, but but the ones that you do connect in, like you, um, yeah. Nathan and Mike, you guys have played a lot of the just like kind of the core application set that oculus has you know even if you're just playing i don't know othello or or, or one of those games um it's still a compelling social experience yeah i'm surprised they haven't done that and brought more puzzle puzzle games and like board games uh to to vr you yeah. know especially within like oculus uh rooms yeah. because when we played well. boggle and uh, those kind of casual games in there it was just so great like yeah. i i want monopoly in there that's what i want but and after- then i'd be in there for hours but after Buggle, has there been any update to that? No. I think that was the only thing. And that was no. like a few weeks after, you know, yeah. uh, Kills Go came out. It's yeah, that, Especially because like it was Hasbro. Thing. It was with Hasbro and they make yeah. loads of board games. So I thought I thought it was great, you know, hanging out in like Oculus rooms. Mm. Except for Colons of Catan, there have not been that many board games in virtual reality, have there? No. Uh, yes, there's a uh, there's a desktop one which is uh it's a it basically simulates yeah. all Board I know games, which one you mean. Card games. I can't remember what it's called, but there's a yeah. desktop one where you can play a whole bunch of things. It's not a super pretty looking game, but I have to mm-hmm. say Catan. Not, I'm not very good at Catan, but that's a killer app. That's like really good. Even if you're on your own in like a military base in Kazakhstan and you've got an Oculus Go and a Wi-Fi connection, that is a great application. Yeah. If you're not into stuff like poker, then that's a great but it's it would make sense to have more of these kind of things in virtual reality, you know, especially if they want to like yeah. build like the social concept, like mm-hmm. in Oculus Home or, uh, you know, in a, in a different application. It would be kind of neat, you know? Yeah. yeah. The cool thing about this like whole giveaway by Ellen is that, you know, she's got a huge following that's very sort of mainstream media. You know, she's got a huge YouTube channel and it's just nice pushing VR into the spotlight like that and getting more people aware of it. You know, I recently went to the cinema this week and, and saw um, Wreck-It Ralph Breaks the Internet, which is an awesome movie if uh, you want to go and check out a movie over the holidays. Um, but there were ads at the beginning showing PSVR as well. And uh, it's kind of like during those moments where you see adverts like that and you see stuff like this with Ellen giving away these VR headsets, you start to realize that, you know, VR is starting to creep into the mainstream a little bit, you know, and I, I definitely welcome the fact that it's you know, being pushed into the spotlight a bit more. Uh, because when you talk to people outside of our little bubble, you know, you, you do really realize that not very many people are aware of what VR is and what yeah. how it can benefit them, really, you know? Yeah. That's why it's great to have us as friends, right? Well, <laughs> I don't know about that. <laughs> All right, right. Yeah, Ellen's uh, on the next program. Yeah. Anyway, was, my uh, choice is limited. It was Mike is Simulator, by the way. Tabletop, tabletop simulator, simulator, that's the one. But uh-huh. the thing that I was going to say about this is, uh, and I, I played like 20 years uh, hardcore of like Magic the Gathering, one of the largest collectible card games, big into that. And the one thing that I always didn't like, I always loved the physicality of cards and collecting and all that. And there are some games uh, like High Voltage Software did um, uh, Dragonfront, which is an excellent card. And there's a few others like that. Uh, but if you could get a game like that where you had a quote unquote virtualized physical collection, um, you don't have the waste because the waste of like the wrappers on mm-hmm. every, if you ever saw a tournament for one of these collectible card games, the amount of waste is, 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 is ridiculous. And that's hitting a landfill somewhere. So like seeing mm-hmm. this digitization, I think helps the planet and helps people also connect socially. I'd, I'd love for uh, blizzard to, to port hearthstone over to uh, a go right. or something like that. That'd yeah. be freaking amazing. Or um, dungeons and dragons. Or yeah, go magic. The old screen. Ooh. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. A few suggestions there for you, for you devs to work on. If you can get the IPs, that is. Yeah. Um, 
So let's talk about Star VR again. Uh, this is the third week in a row we've talked about Star VR, but it seems like they keep on popping up in the news just recently. And uh, in last week's show, we talked that uh, Star VR was sort of seeing some rocky times because Starbreeze said they were going to decide at the end of December whether Star VR was going to cease to be a public company or not. And they were going to try and retain the intellectual property rights for the Star VR One headset itself. And then their partner, Acer, uh, was, said, was said to be looking for potential Japanese and Chinese buyers for the company. And we had some more news this week, some, some good, some bad. Um, the good news is that Star VR One will support the new virtual link connector, uh, which is going to be found on the 20 series cards from NVIDIA, uh, including their brand new behemoth card, which they announced this week, the RTX Titan, which will retail at an eye-watering two and a half thousand US dollars. Wow. Um, so that's kind of cool that we're going to have virtual link. You know, this is the first headset that we've seen that's going to be supporting this new connection. So that's really interesting. Uh, the bad news is that uh, Starbreeze filed for administration and their CEO, Bo Anderson, resigned from his post and stepped down from the board of directors. And then further to this, their Stockholm offices of Starbreeze were raided by police after reports of insider trading. And apparently one of the members of the team was arrested. <laughs> um, so, yeah, it's not some, it's not good uh, what's going on over there at Starbreeze right now. They're in a, diff- a difficult spot for sure. Um, I doubt that the Star VR headset is responsible for these sort of financial issues that this company has. I think it's more to do with the subsidiary of Starbreeze, which is Overkill. It's kind of like a development studio that they've got that they run. Um they made Payday, uh, Brothers, A Tale of Two Sons, and then recently the new Walking Dead game. And uh, I think it's more to do with the fact that that Walking Dead game was really hyped and had a big marketing campaign behind it, but really flopped in terms of sales and uh, you know uh, user responses. So I'd imagine that's probably more likely to do with the, the company's financial issues over, rather than this headset. Mm. But it really sort of puts into question what is going to happen to the Star VR one now. You know, it's yeah. very uncertain. Um so it's just a case of I don't think it's going to go anywhere. I mean, Acer was still integrated technology, right? Mm-hmm. They're not going to give up uh, technology in just in general. No. Well, like you say, a lot of the development is already done. You know, the, the headset is a finished product. Uh, it's just a, a question of um, who's going to who's going to own it, who's going to own the rights to it, uh, and who's going to sell it, and w- who's going to buy this company. That, maybe, yeah. yeah. Maybe just going to keep working on the patents and like uh, maybe not release the headset itself, but just yeah. uh, work no, it's on the it's a hot it's a hot item. I, I don't know what happens to let's say the the, the payday IP and stuff like that, but I mean mm. the Star VR is like very precious to a lot of parties. Yeah, it is. But like we said before, you know, uh, big companies that supported uh, Star VR, like IMAX, for example, bought a lot of their headsets for their, you know, uh, arcades and stuff like that, and IMAX uh, VR experiences. Yeah. But they recently scaled their operation back, so that's kind of why they took a hit there as well. I, I wouldn't. I wouldn't be surprised if EA is scooping up all the IPs here. Like, hey, payday, yeah, here, and uh, you know, you never know, you never know. Yeah. But, you know, as soon as we find out some more news about Starvia, we'll obviously keep you updated. Uh, but that's a, uh, another bit of news for you there. But let's talk about some game releases because we've got a couple of cool ones this week. And first one up is Borderlands 2 on PSVR. Now, we've all, we've all been pretty excited about this one because you finally get to step into the boots of a notorious vault hunter and arm yourself with hundreds of over-the-top weapons as you go on a noble quest to line your pockets with as much loot as you could possibly find. 
Um, the cool thing is you're going to be able to use the PSVR uh, move controllers uh, for aiming and, and controlling your hands, which is really interesting. And you're going to be able to jump into vehicles for the first time from a first-person perspective and sort of uh, drive stolen vehicles across the wasteland, which is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, and they've also got this really interesting feature that I mentioned on a previous episode of the show called BAMF Time, which stands for Badass Mega Fun Time. Which <laughs> <laughs> is a, a great name. feature, right? I mean, it's, it is. it's only Borderlands that comes up with, name, like, with names like that. Exactly. It's like bullet time, essentially. You know, it slows everything down. So uh, you can pull off some uh, 360 no-scopes uh, and, and kill some skags, mm. uh, which is going to be a lot of fun. Uh, the only thing is, you know, it's going to be a single-player experience only, like we've mentioned before on the show. So it's a bit disappointing because part of the, the Borderlands experience is exploring the wasteland together with your friends. Yeah. Um, but who knows? PC version, maybe multiplayer. We'll see. Just don't go bankrupt that Moxie's place. That's all I'm saying. Yeah. I think it's going to be okay. I mean, I think for a title that's got that good of pedigree, get those visuals going, get it on a you know on a, on the biggest platform, and uh, it's it's kind of fan service to a degree. So, I I think it'll do really well for itself. Yeah, yeah, I'm really looking forward to it, especially now I've moved the the PlayStation up into the office now, and I've got the Move controller, so I'm sort of all ready to play it. Um, it comes out next Friday, the 14th of December, and is going to be 39.99 in British pounds, 49.99 in US dollars. So quite pricey. Um, and it's going to be, like you said, exclusive to PSVR uh, until uh, around May next year. So about five months. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, one thing I want to add to that, as far as I know, you can also play with a gamepad. So if you do not own a, ah, okay. a gun, you can also play with that. Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, so the next game I want to talk about that's coming out next week, and this is going to be on every platform other than PSVR, <laughs> uh, and that is Slightly Heroes. Uh, this is from the same team that brought you Merry Snowballs. Uh, they're called uh, Hat Rabbit, and they're launching their new game next week, which is Slightly Heroes. And it's kind of like a fun-looking first-person shooter in VR. So you step into the role of a, an imaginary half-baked superhero, and it's kind of like Pixar-looking multiplayer shooter. And the cool thing about this game is it's uh, cross-platform. So you can play this on mobile and PC VR and play against each other. So you can play on Oculus Rift, Oculus Go, Gear VR, HTC Vive, Windows MR, and Google Daydream platforms. That's wow. really strong. Oh, like that mobile. Yeah. Wow. Thing, and you can thing, all play with each other. That's yeah. and the thing that's really strong about that is um, when, uh, when VR kind of started up, like Team Fortress 2 was out, and it was this fast-paced, kind of dynamic, multi-role, multiplayer game that you could play across headset types. And then, unfortunately, <laughs> the whole Oculus and Valve partnership, which many people nowadays probably won't even remember, um, that kind of fragmented things. And all of a sudden, TF2 support went away uh, for VR. So, you know, that, that maybe wasn't as surprising at the time. But I've been itching for something like that. So this actually looks quite good. Yeah. Yeah, yeah it, it looks fun. Um, right now, it's only 1v, 1v1. Um, so they, they kind of did this intentionally, according to a post on Reddit, um, because they said they wanted to prove for themselves first uh, before sort of expanding the player base. And uh, they also said that, you know, 3v3 or 5v5 would be possible, but it requires people to fill those slots. And if you don't have people to fill those slots, then it doesn't make a good matchmaking experience for players. So they're kind of doing it a smart way. They're kind of testing the walk with this game with 1v1. Um, You can also play with bots if you don't have people to play online. But I'd imagine because they're going cross-platform with all these different headsets, 
one v one shouldn't be very difficult to find a game. I, w- I would I would imagine. Yeah. Um, so it'd be kind of interesting. And they've also got this kind of unlock mechanic in game. So the more you play, you can unlock uh, different heroes and different weapons to kind of keep the game varied and a bit more spicy. So uh, that's coming out on Tuesday, the eleventh of December. And uh, I think it's going to be available for the very cheap price of four ninety nine in US dollars. So, and I think that's going to be across the board. Okay. So it's going to be a very cheap and accessible title, and hopefully you're going to be able to play with uh, players on different headsets. So, reminds me quite a bit of of like Racket NX, which was also one v one. And even to this day, you can jump into Racket NX and, and in less than a minute find an, an opponent to play. So, oh really? Yeah, it's interesting you mentioned Racket NX because uh, I went through, like I said earlier, you know, because there hasn't been that many new releases on the Oculus Store, I've kind of been going through the back catalog library, downloaded some games again, and Racket NX was the one uh, that I thought I'd check out. I also downloaded the Climb as well, along with uh, Zing. PD will be ple- pleased to hear because he's been Good. nagging me to play that game for a uh, I don't have time for that one. <laughs> I don't think it's on Oculus Store, actually. I don't think uh, Star Share is on there. Uh, okay. I think it's on Steam only. Uh, but yeah, there's some games I'm going to be checking out next week. Cool. Um, yeah, so let's move into some uh, of our main topics then, and let's start off with the Game Awards, because the Game Awards actually took place yesterday in Los Angeles, although if you're in Europe or in the UK, <laughs> then you oh, had to stay up until like 2 a.m. Yeah. this morning to wow. watch it live. Uh, did any of you actually stay up to watch it? Uh, I got I, life. Watch the start, but then I was like, yeah, I'm going to watch the rest later. Because uh, you're normally up at that sort of time in the morning, uh, Nathan. I know. Yeah, yeah but I was kind of, I don't know. But uh, I mean, I had an emo week, you know, so I was kind of depressed. And uh, I, I went oh. to bed. Oh. <laughs> oh, no, no. I need everyone to give, like, Nathan a virtual I mean, hug yeah, in the chat. Is, like, everyone is trying to make me a little bit emo. Like, yeah, oh, you Bimax and uh, Oculus Go, you know, and, uh, it's not a best week, you know. I'm like, yeah, I don't really, I feel the same as always. I mean, it happens, you know. But uh, yeah, I did watch the whole thing uh, today. Oh, you did? Yeah. Yeah. I, I uh, tried so I cheated and I went to Google like hours after and I'm like, results. <laughs> and it just gives you this beautiful oh, little dear. summary of all the categories, all the games you just tab across. I was like, got that information in 30 seconds. That was nice and tidy. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Although a lot I'm of people- strange was in Beat Saber. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Like, well, these are the nominees. So like, uh, you kind of like, uh, you know, bolted before the horse got out of the stable there, Brownie. But, um, <laughs> um, but yeah, the nominees were obviously Beat Saber, Firewall, Astrobot, Moss and Tetris Effect. And like uh, Rowdy said, you know, uh, Astrobot was uh, the winner of, of the show. And like you say, I, I think really Beat Saber was the, the title that deserved it in terms of like the VR yeah. game of the year, really. And then, and then spoiler alert, that was all the VR for you. Yeah. There was nothing else in terms yeah. of VR. And yeah, right. we spoke last week, you know, on the podcast about this, this this alien VR game, like we were extremely hyped and it's still happening as far as I know. There's a mm. studio working on it, but there was no news on that on the show itself, right? Uh, last year, there was even, I don't think there was that much VR, but they did announce, you know, a mm. vacation simulator. And I think they announced mm. another VR game, but this year there was n- not even VR advertisement, you know, uh, PlayStation was doing a lot of advertisement mm. um, and also Nintendo. But I no no VR at all. I, but yeah, Facebook gaming was there, so I was kind of like, are you trying to also you know show the streaming side of you know the Rift and stuff like that? But they didn't really touch on that, so I don't know. In the in the chat they're saying Ace Vogel said that Astrobot won, but how it was presented? There was no trailer and nothing, just there. Here is a list: Astrobot won. Next. 
Yeah, yeah I, this is a real the shame. Thing I was going to say though, like I, I, I think this we made this point maybe last year. We were talking about the same, the same thing. It's just because of the timing of Beat Saber landing on PSVR so close to this event. Because had it launched even two months earlier, no doubt you would have had a wave of people voting in that direction. Because this is influenced by audience vote, right? The Game Awards? Yeah, so, it's, a, it's, a, it's a good point because all of these games are on PSVR. You know, it, we, we didn't, you know, we didn't get any like PC VR exclusive titles in there. So it really goes to show that the really the audience that were voting for these games, like you say, are probably all console gamers and they had more time with Astrobot than they did with Beat Saber. That's probably right. That's what I attribute it. I chalk yeah, it up to that because, you know, if you, did, if you ran this even a month later, I think, I think, you know, Beat Saber would have taken that, it. That's why I find it strange because, you know, you have Beat Saber on all platforms. Yeah. And Astrobot is only on PSVR. That I still find it strange that, of course, it's due to the time difference, but it's strange that then Beat Saber didn't pop out when you combine all of them together. Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, like, don't get me wrong, you know, like, I love Astrobot. You know, I oh, think yeah, it's yeah. Uh, one of the best VR. It's not only the best VR platformer out there, but I think it's probably one of the best platformers full stop that I've played in a long, long time. Uh, it's that good. But yeah, I really think that, that Beat Saber has done more for the VR industry you know, than, yeah. than Astrobot has. And plus, I mean, this is an award show where they also get funded by different companies. I mean, I also saw the content creator uh, award happening and they were all streaming uh, Fortnite. They were all streaming on Twitch. I haven't seen anyone being an actual YouTuber. So there, there is some, you know, where you're like, hmm, okay, this lineup is kind of uh, odd. Um, mm. And, you know, um, responding to the fact that he just, you know, named them and then uh, there was a winner and no one came on stage. Um, I, I saw a, a video uh, from, uh, I think it was Angry Joe. He was talking about the years of like, you know, um, the game where it's evolving from, I don't know, 2009 was like the first one, I think. That's like a long time ago. I didn't even know it was like around for that long. But he said that back in those days, they had like five awards for like different music things. And they didn't have like a, an award for fighting games. Or so the fact that there is actually an award now for VR is already pretty special, you know? Yeah. Um, it's just that they should have not called it AR and uh, VR award because th- there was no AR to this whole no. thing. Plus, you no. don't... Who's going to put, like, all AR titles and VR ones together and then try to award something? That's I feel it. a little bad because we've kind of beat-sabered Astrobot a little bit now, and I just want to retract that with a family story from earlier this morning playing Beat Saber with my daughter. Do you, do you guys remember Super Mario 64 where the face of Mario, you could interact with it and kind of oh. like pull it and, you know, just like distort it in different ways and yeah. it would boing yeah. back in place. And I don't know how long you spent on that menu, but <laughs> I didn't realize that Astrobot had a feature like this and uh, I'll just describe it. So my daughter picks up Astrobot and we're, you know, at the multi-world selection screen. You've got Astro or whatever his name is, you know, is floating beside you. And she takes a little gamepad and she gives him a good old whack on the head and he floats off and he comes back again. And she proceeds to spend 20 minutes whacking this guy in different directions and like, get away from me and all that kind of stuff. So anyway, Astrobot does have a lot of cool features, uh, including that physics-based uh, whack Astro oh, yeah. sim at the, yeah. at the very beginning. And I don't want to take anything away from Astrobot. You know, I, you know, it, well, it's okay. it's a great title. Um, I just think I think Beat Saber, in general, has done more for VR than than any other title out there has. You know, yeah, it's but it's so I, accessible. I think the, but the people that voted are just voting on what they liked yeah, the most in terms of playing. So I mean, Astrobot, yeah. maybe you know, you had a like overall a more fun experience. They didn't vote like, hmm, 
uh, okay, it did well for VR was a system seller. I mean, that's how we fought, <laughs> obviously. Yeah. Like, okay, yeah. this deserves because it really pushed it. But those, you know, just... Uh, but I think Zim hit the nail on the head. You can't vote for something that you haven't tried. And a lot of people haven't true. tried Beat Saber by the time that they voted already for Astro. Mm. Yep. Mm. That's, that's a good point. It's a really yeah. good point. Uh, if you're interested, the, uh, the game that won Game of the Year award was uh, God of War on PS4. Okay. Um, that was the game where you feature, right, Mike? You feature in that. Yes, yes. My father, Kratos. <laughs> but he's a hard guy. Hard guy. Honestly, yeah. in general. Yo, yo boy. <laughs> but in, in general, game arts were great. I mean, uh, there were so many also new games like indies that we have never heard of before. So I think there are a lot of exciting pancake titles. Sorry, PD, coming as well. <laughs> Yeah, that, that's exactly, you know, I mentioned Into the Breach at the beginning of the, yeah. the show, and I, I'd never heard of that game until uh, it was mentioned there, and I picked it up on Steam. So, yeah, yeah it's great for that as well, getting some uh, exposure for the smaller smaller titles for sure. All um, right, boy, continue. <laughs> 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 you, you can be my boy if you like, Rowdy. You, 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 you can be the little one. I've got the beard for it. Even the chat is saying that, read it, boy. <laughs> <laughs> If we ever do a cosplay show, I'll, I'll 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 either come as Kratos or I'll come as Max Payne Hawaiian Next shirt Halloween. edition. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but let's talk about some big games then, and that is uh, Prey. Uh, Typhon Hunter, which is coming to VR next week. And uh, before I jump into the, sort of the details of Prey in VR, I just want to know: Did you ever play the game Prey, the Pancake Edition of it? Any of you guys played it? I I'll, I'll be honest. When I saw this queued up. And I didn't play Prey. Uh, I, I was like, Mike, so typo this. This is definitely Typhoon Hunter. And I went and I searched around the web. And I'm oh, feck, it is. What the feck is a Typhon? Typhon Hunter. Yeah. I, I, I'm, I don't know, to be honest. Um, <laughs> Does anyone know chat, please? I, I, I thought it was like some kind of like tornado Alien? type. No, 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 no. Because I think... And this is the thing, like, I haven't played the game, so I don't know. But correct me if I'm wrong in the chat. Um, I, I believe the aliens are called Mimics. Yeah. Um, oh, that makes yeah. sense. Yeah. Yeah. So, but I don't know if a Typhon is a, a, like a, another alien race or part of the Mimic race. I have no idea. I don't, um, I don't know the game either, but the, the name Mimic, I do remember that. Yeah. yeah, and they're called Mimics because, like I mentioned at the very beginning when I introduced the game, that the aliens kind of take the forms yeah. of in, in, uh, inanimate objects yeah. around. We have a Short Power 24 saying on Twitch that a Mimic is an alien species in Prey. Uh, a Typhon is an alien species in Prey. And Mimic is a type of Typhon. Oh. Ah, okay. Thank you very much for clearing that up. Yeah, we really appreciate that. Oh. Um, so it's like it's like pro, like prop hunt, Gary's mod prop hunt with a good storyline. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> yeah, That's what I was exactly. trying to think of. Yeah. yeah. But but you actually played the game, right, Nathan? Yeah, yeah. The I, I played I played the pancake one, and I also played the uh, VR uh, um, experience. Now I I don't know if there is more to it. I mean, I think I played the whole thing at E3. Right. But, um, so, so the VR version or the VR experience of Prey is, well, basically a like like some kind of escape. puzzle room. Yeah, like yeah. an escape puzzle title, and and then you know you you have to find all kinds of objects and put them together and kind of get things activated. But um, I'm not sure if there was more. Um, it did, didn't say coming soon to me or something. It was just it ended there. And, yeah, uh, but so you weren't playing with so guns cool, right? or anything, just your hands, you know. Yeah. Cool trailer. Thing and... That tra- trailer was so. Awesome. I, I, I think this is the thing because you know, um, 
Prey, you know, if, you, if you're not aware of this game, you know, it, it, it was developed by Arcane Studios, published by Bethesda, launched back in May to 2017, um, but got a DLC update this year called Moon Crash DLC. Yeah. And that's basically what this VR component will be part of. Um, and it's launching next week on Tuesday, the 11th of December. Mm-hmm. And basically what you'll get uh, if you sort of buy Prey and the Moon Crash DLC is that you'll get a VR experience called Transstar, uh, which is the Rim Escape sort of game oh. that uh, Nathy played. Yeah. And uh, yeah, it's basically set uh, before the events of the original game Prey, uh, and it puts you in the shoes of various Transstar employees. You have to solve puzzles in some of the most memorable locations on Talos 1, which is like the kind of um, oh. uh, spaceship, space station. Mm-hmm. And uh, each map will have its own unique story and objective. So maybe you only played one of the maps, maybe. Yeah. Maybe there'll be more, but I don't know for sure because the details on the VR modes are really scarce, actually, even from Bethesda themselves. Uh-huh. Uh, so it was really difficult to kind of really understand what's going on here because yeah, there is, is more confusion added to this because with the DLC and the game, if you buy them both, on the 11th, you'll unlock the VR experience, which is this room escape. You'll also have like a museum that you can walk around in VR to see some of the characters and the assets from the game. Yep. And the thing is, the, the the update to the DLC is called Typhon Hunter, which is the multiplayer element, which a lot of people have been really excited about. But the problem is the VR part of Typhon Hunter won't be enabled until early 2019. <laughs> mm. So if the thing is, if you buy Prey now and the Moon Crash DLC... Next week on the 11th, all you'll be able to do is this room escape experience and the museum. You won't be able to play the full game in, in VR or anything like that. It's just this room escape thing. And then you'll have to wait until early next year to jump into the multiplayer in VR. Wait, so, so, in, in, okay, wait, 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 wait. So, uh, what is coming in 2019 is basically you can play with the rest. The multiplayer, the pancake players can play with the VR players together, multiplayer, but the single player is still a pancake version. So, you can't yes. play that in VR. Like, very confusing. I was com- like, I was even confused at E3. I was like, you know, yeah. I spoke to them. I was like, okay, so, so what did I just play? Like compared to, you know, what you actually play in the full game, it's yeah. totally different. You know, it's like you could make an escape uh, game about like every title. Like, hey, let's go, let's be Max Payne and, you know, find puzzles and stuff. You know, you could, you could make every game into, so it's kind of like an easy way of doing it but it's very strange it's very strange the way they've done this but yeah you know it would have been nice if they'd launched the typhon hunter with the vr enabled straight away because yeah, it just co- confuses everyone and even like when i was reading it on the bethesda website i was trying to get my head around it i was like this is just a mess and the problem is as well that uh it says on uh, the page that only vive headsets are supported because of of course this is a bethesda title <laughs> Um, and you know, we've had problems with Bethesda titles on steam before not supporting, um, you know, other headsets. So we have no idea if you own a rift, if this is going to work or if you own a windows MR, if this is going to work. So I would hold tight until you start seeing reviews on the steam page. It is so weird to like start expecting that when people like buy like a game that like months later, they will still be interested in like checking out what is new. Cause a lot of people won't know that people will buy the game think that is all there is to it. And then we'll never know that there is another update coming never know. and they will never realize that. And the, the game will get bad ratings in the beginning because people buy that thing thinking there was more to it. Yeah. yeah. And I think right now, you know, because if you want to pick up Prey, it is currently 50% off on Steam. So now's a good time to do it. But that's 50% off the base game only. So that's around sort of $9, uh, $9.99 in US dollars or $9.99 in British pounds. Mm-hmm. 
but then you have to buy the additional Moon Crash DLC, which is an extra 12 bucks or 12 quid. Um, so you're, you're paying like 25 to $30 uh, or yeah. pounds to play something, especially if you're just a VR gamer, mm. um, that you've only got a room escape experience right now. And you've got this promise of a VR multiplayer experience coming early next year. Yeah. You but still obviously don't know what that is and what that means no. and how you can play. Like, what, what well, does it mean? Like multiplayer could be like, oh, I'm joining uh, the Pancake players, but I need to help them in a way. Or it's actually you are one of the players, you know? It's, it's kind of, it, yeah. I don't know what it would... From what I understand, that the the multiplayer will work for players in in and out of VR, and the, basically the premise is that one player is a human, and then five other players are mimics. So they sort of embody all these items around it's, the environment, and then they can jump out and attack the like player, a which or something a bit sounds like, like a lot of fun. But um, there's a yeah, uh, there's an interesting see. thing that came up in in Twitch chat a, a little while back, and I'll just dovetail it in here because. When you have a mixture of of VR players and and and, and flat players, um, you can have a a bias of who has an advantage. Like for instance, I'll give the example of Blaze Rush. You play Blaze Rush with people who are just on a on a flat monitor, and you're a, you're a VR player. You can look at the whole map. You can turn your head around. Like you have a huge like advantage, and and there are certainly games where that disparity is really pronounced. So. In this kind of game, it might also be the case because you know if you're there, um, if you're looking for objects, right? Say you're the player who's hunting, um, you'll be able to spot that so much more easily because of how your eyes work and picking up on tiny little motions, uh, as opposed mm. to like a you know a flat monitor player. Mm. Yeah, that's an interesting point I, for uh, sure. Like just, like in the end, I think I don't know why they waited for so long because when I played it at E3, it was already around, and it's the same for the Wolfenstein experience. You know, like. Where, where is it? I mean, Wolfenstein is out for, I don't know, two years now, I think, almost. Mm. So I, I don't know why they are waiting with that oh, stuff. I have to say, though, I'm happy that Bethesda keeps on dipping their toes in virtual reality, just in general. Because yeah. they are yeah. still one of the bigger point, developers sure. out there. Um, I kind of I find I kind of find it normal that they're not going to, like, uh, you know, release a virtual reality game just because they have such a huge market in the, in the regular, like, pancake games that they're releasing. But I'm happy yeah. that even when they're doing new titles or new kind of uh, uh, games, I'm still happy that they at least experiment with virtual reality into those kind of things. Because that's, that's a, you know, a good thing for the future. Because that means that the experience yeah. they're getting now will be integrated in yeah. possible later bigger virtual reality games. Yeah, I mean, Sky, Skyrim and Fallout and those were like heavy, heavy hitters, you know. Yeah. But I think what, what I would say, Rowdy, to your point, the fact that they have whatever budget they have and it works for the budgetary cycle of here's what we're going to dedicate to the kind of 2D realm and we're going to yeah. take this siphon off and we're going to just like ring fence VR. And they're, they're continuing to do that, which actually means that in an you know, annual cycle, financial cycle, you're going to actually have money to spend on VR and you'll continue to do it. You know, so I, I really I think, think that feeding that player base as you say, like you know, they're the the saint of uh, the saint of of the marketplace at the moment. So, but of course, you know, out. when we hear oh, Bethesda is making a VR title, you know, our eyes go wide open and we expect way, way, way more because it's Bethesda that's put the name under it. Yeah. But yeah. at the same time, the budget that they're working with, where that they're you know using for virtual reality, is is way, way, way less compared to what they're using for the two D games, of course. So, in a way, it makes mm. sense. Yeah. 
So yeah, that is uh, Prey. So if you own it already, maybe it's worth picking up the DLC and checking out the VR components. But if you don't own it, I would say hold fire, uh, wait until the Steam reviews or people that uh, are reviewing the, the VR components of it sort of speak up and let them know what their, their thoughts are on it first. Uh, but it's interesting nevertheless, like you say. Uh, but let's wrap up with some final topic, and that is uh, Epic Games uh, have launched their store. So as a VR consumer on the PC side right now, we have a few ecosystems that we can use. We've got Oculus Home, we've got Steam VR, and we've got Viveport. But it's going to be really interesting to see Epic Games throw their hat into the ring as well. Uh, because this week, CEO Tom, uh, Tim Sweeney from Epic Games announced they'll be launching their own PC game store to directly compete with Steam. And they'll also be supporting VR content as well, because on their Steam right now, they already list mod support for Robo Recall and NVIDIA Funhouse. So it's going to kind of be interesting to see what they do with that. Uh, and we've seen this before from big players such as EA and Ubisoft having their own stores, but they kind of kept it to their own franchises. They didn't sort of open it up for other developers, whereas Epic Games really wants to sort of open it up to everyone and uh, sort of really compete with Steam, really, and go head to head with them and also push um, their Unreal Engine as well, uh, you know, uh, with with developers. Because, you know, unlike these other marketplaces, what they're trying to do is they're trying to sort of uh, help developers more and giving them a bigger revenue cut. And the way they're going to do that is, uh, for example, Steam right now gives a 70% revenue split to developers on sales of all their games. Uh, But what Epic are planning on doing is giving developers an 88% revenue split on their game. So developers are going to be earning more money, uh, which kind of makes it more interesting for them uh, to come over to their platform. And then like we saw at the Game Awards, some games are even going to launch exclusively on the Epic Game Store as well. So I kind of interesting what they're doing there. I got to put my own spin on this a little bit because, um, you know, the way the, the way you mentioned it, I mean, they're obviously not doing this out of the goodness of their hearts. They're 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 looking at a marketplace and 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 saying, how do you take a behemoth like Steam and cut their legs out from under them? And the number one way to do that, I think, and obviously they think, is uh, you know undercut them, and that's what they're doing. It's the same thing as if if you got a curry house that opens up on the street and then another one next door, it's like, oh right. Tikka Masala for uh, five ninety nine. Well, I'll do it for four ninety nine. You know, it's like it's the same deal here. Uh, but I think it what they're starting with is quite exciting. Um, you know, they've, they've they've got a few good entries, and the thing that's attracted my eye is definitely like the free games and things that are being attracted to the yes, platform. Oh, yeah. That's going to be something that for me as a gamer makes me tune in way more so than just the developer side. You know, mm-hmm. price that'll attract and me there from a. From a com- consumer perspective, this is really interesting, of course, because you get way more competition. And I have to say, if there's a company at the moment that has the budget and the you know the means to do this kind of thing, it's uh, it's definitely them. Because they, if if you look at the because I I just looked it up again, like uh, how much money that they that they are making, and they uh, were reported to make three hundred eighteen million dollars, three hundred eighteen million dollars only in May twenty eighteen. Holy so cow! That's, that's an enormous amount of money that they're that they're raving in with uh, with just uh, with just that one title. But it's just interesting to see like how they are going to um, you know tackle Steam. Yeah, because Steam but, basically was one of those big cutters, also because yeah. they were developing games. You know, Valve was developing games, and a lot of people could get their games on there. And then it's it's an interesting concept. But in the end, like. Fortnite is kind of the the reason why this all you know exactly. happened in the first yeah, place. If, yeah. if Fortnite wasn't that popular, 
Like they, they can now be like, okay, listen, we have so many players on our platform, you know, we have so yeah. many users. Well, I mean, most of them will be, of course, Fortnite, but that's a great sales pitch because those players right now, there is no distraction there. Like I played Fortnite as well, and there's like a launcher and there's nothing really else you could play. And now there are so many other things you can do. Plus I heard, and that makes me super curious, like you can, you can get some free games that are actually like triple A. So I could yeah. be playing something that I would usually have to pay 60 bucks for, but I get for free. If you can yeah. pull that off, yeah, I'm super interested, of course. And they have yeah, the exactly. Yeah, huge. Like this is the, what they've said, you know, to attract gamers to their new platform, uh, they're going to be giving users a free game every two weeks. So the first game you'll be able to download for free is Subnautica, which, uh, you know, as we know, has VR support as well. So you're going to get a free VR game if you download uh, the Epic Games uh, sort of game platform. And you'll be able to download it for free between the 14th of December and the 27th of December. And they're going to be doing this every two weeks. So I think the next game lined up after that is Super Meat Boy. Um, but once you've downloaded it in that period, I believe it's yours. That's correct. Then forever. That is correct. Yeah, you get, you get it permanently um, on their platform, right? So yeah. it's gonna it's gonna start to glue you to the platform the more of these you have. But I have to say, yeah. if you please take my advice, get <laughs> just go. Get, I'm not for these kinds of tricks generally, but go 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 to Epic, get their freaking downloader, and get Subnautica. Take my advice and recommendation, even if you only spend half an hour in it and you stay in the non-scary areas of the game, I think you'll really appreciate it. The colors, the depth. Even if you already own it on Steam? If, even if you own it on Steam, why not? Just get the, <laughs> the extra copy. Because then who knows if it's going to go you know, with a, with a patch in future multiplayer or something. I don't know. Um, there are... Imagine that Epic Games is going to you know, fund developers as well to make games for their platform like Oculus did. And, and they do that with VR as well. Um, that would be uh, like amazing in, in some way, mm. um, especially, you know, if we're getting some really crazy ass titles. I mean, Robo Recall was super solid and that was more yeah, like was, a sandbox title uh, in a way. But uh, uh, according to uh, Spemmels, uh, our Titanic expert, he's like, a, you know, top notch. Uh, I mean, I'm in the Titanic, you know, uh, area as well. So I, of <laughs> course, know this, uh, this, this guy. Um, but he says Steam is more than just a shop for games. It's the servers, the Stability, um, yeah. the community, all our friends, security, and given how much money we've put into our accounts, it's an extension of us. But I would like to wow. counter that, though, because a lot of people uh, only play Fortnite. And Fortnite has very stable servers. And it has, well, sometimes it doesn't. But uh, it has achievements. It has uh, a lot of community behind it. It has uh, a, a ton of servers that are running. And it's an extension of a lot of kids that are playing it at the moment. So... Um, yeah, they, they, I'm, I'm not. I'm not putting like all my eggs in a basket for like a, you know Epic Games, but I no. do think that they have a very, very good idea what they're doing. Yeah, exactly. And I think it's great for consumers. You know, they're going to have another platform. Uh, competition always drives down prices. Uh, you know, especially it's nice, yeah, it's you know, fine. if you feel like ethically about it, you know, the developers are getting a bigger cut of it. So it's good for consumers. It's good for developers. But also, uh, interestingly, it's good for content creators as well, because uh, the Epic Games Store will also yep. have a support a creator con uh, program. Uh, support a creator program designed to reward YouTubers and Twitch content creators for highlighting developers' games. So uh, Tim Sweeney said that previously yeah. most creators were not compensated by game developers for their work and instead had to rely on uh, donations that's, from that's, that's their amazing. audiences. 
Uh, and so we believe that it's a Twitch well. thing. It's actually a Twitch we, thing. There's this, this uh, concept uh, of bounties. And so it's a similar thing that they're doing there as well. Yeah. yeah. So he was saying that we believe that creators, uh, both games developers and content creators, are responsible for the games industry's enormous growth and vibrance and should earn a lion's share of the industry oh. revenue. I've and never heard that before. Well, no. Article 13 uh, is happening in two years, Rowdy. So if you want to make some nice money, then this is your uh, opportunity. You need to get on that prison boss on the on the PSVR, mate. But I, <laughs> it's it's just impressive that you can build all of this on just one game. I mean, it's smart to do it now because this game is one of the craziest, most popular things ever. And it, it will have like an aftermath for a very long time. Yeah. That, you know, it's it, this is the this is the best. Uh, opportunity you know this is the 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 moment to do stuff like this i mean like right now they can't be stopped by anything just because that's exactly how valve started yeah you know uh, with uh with with counter-strike and and half-life you know they forced you to download uh steam you know no one wanted it initially and now obviously it is what it is now it it was so rough it was so rough in the days when it was green oh man like (laughs) I remember that transition plan day defeat and counter strike and like land parties and stuff with my with my guys. Uh, it was not it was not nice. But counter strike, of course, as well. You heard the news on counter strike that that's got a battle royale, battle royale now shoved yeah. into it as well. So I don't know where they're going to stop with this battle royale yeah. nonsense. But <laughs> it seems to be the yeah. flavor of the year. I think as well, it also shows, it highlights that Steam's UI is, is getting a bit dated now. You know, they've used the same UI for, for God knows how many years. Um, so maybe it, it could do with a bit of a refresh and a revamp to make it a bit more enticing yeah, again. That Steam beta thing there, like big screen, remember? Oh, yeah. big screen, yeah. I love big yeah. screen. No, 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 I love big screen. I use it all the time. I use it in my... Uh, I, I, like, I can't wait to... to- I can't wait to click on that logo on the Epic Game Store that says VR and, and see what they come up with. Me. Yeah. Because I, I still think no company, anyone has nailed the way you have a friend system in VR, how you join each other, how you actually jump from one game to the, to another very fast. Oculus um, Go. Yeah, okay, the Oculus, but we're talking <laughs> talking about PC. Yeah, like that's, yeah. that's a different story. But yes, I agree. You know, mobile-wise, uh, uh, they nailed that with the Oculus Go. But PC, it's still all like, you know, it's crashing. And when, oh, you know, when Mike terrible. Mike and Fudu came over to my place, we actually, like, found out that it's still super hard for, for just a consumer to get into VR with Steam or anything because you still get all kinds of issues. It's it's still not that smooth as you think it is. I mean, we're just problem solvers by nature because we had to learn to survive with all these crazy devices that half of the time work and half of the time don't. So, Yeah, but the average consumer won't put up with that, yeah. No, no. no. So yeah. call us if you need help. Ghost, go, call Nathy. Call Nathy. Go Busters. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> go busters. <laughs> but uh, one more thing uh, before, you know, uh, Mike, you wrap up the show. Uh, if you are not subscribed to our podcast just yet, please do, because we want to hit like a thousand subscribers at the end of this year. We have like two, three weeks more, I, I think, or two. I yes. don't know. Um, so if you have friends that are interested in VR, or you want to introduce them to VR and you think our podcast is amazing, then, you know, tell them about it. And, you know, uh, before you know it, we have a thousand subs. So please, please show, your, you show your support. Even if you podcast, be sure to subscribe. Okay. Yeah. Let, let all your friends know that we do a podcast. Yeah. Yeah. 
You could subscribe just to dislike our videos. You know? Or some people do anyway. Or better yet, you know, while, while you're trying to support other uh, massive YouTubers who are, who are vying for titles, um, you can always go onto your mom's account when you're visiting and just, you know, just it, it works. <laughs> Yeah. So if you've got any questions for us, now's a great time to ask them, uh, chuck them in the chat whilst I just remind you of the show times. So just a reminder, it's a weekly VR, AR and MR talk show live streamed every Saturday on YouTube, Facebook and on Twitch. You can tune into the show live at 7 p.m. in Europe, 6 p.m. in the UK and 12 midday in Central US. Be sure to check out the audio version on your commute and your day to day activities. You can check it out on iTunes, SoundCloud and on Anchor. Okay. So uh, Martin Risby wants us to give us, uh, like, uh, we should give him our sex sexiest look directly into the camera. All right. Because it's You're HD now, so you can see it way better. <laughs> you like that? <laughs> okay. Please, 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 please grab that. Yeah, yeah exactly. That was, that was uh, wonderful for our audio listeners. Next, next, uh, next episode, we should do some ASMR. Yeah. Someone is asking... Uh, any testing of the Woodger strap or vest happening? Oh, I, I do know what they're talking about. It's a Kickstarter campaign, like a, a bit like the sub pack, you know, oh. in that it pumps audio through you. Um, so, yeah, I, I actually reached out to them. I tried to get hold of one for testing, uh, but I didn't hear anything back. So, coming, coming back to your story of the haptic uh, headphones, mm. now I also have headphones with air conditioning. That's also yeah, news. Solid. If you're looking for yeah, something, I, I, I heard of that as well. Human Interact also asking us, what do you think Valve or Steam could do to attempt to squash this attempt of uh, Epic Games? Uh, I think they're already doing one thing that uh, we, we talked about community. Like we've already, we already can see Steam going after Discord, which I think is, is kind of an interesting push to kind of take on community. Because I think if you can be the hub from where people meet their friends and control that, that you can then inject the store. Although like Discord going the store route, I mean, hands up guys, anyone ever bought a game on Discord? No. Messaging no. platforms are just so fickle, but they do change. I mean, think about all the instant messaging programs you've used for your years and all stuff. They, they just they kind of get massive, then someone buys them, and then they fade off mm. when you realize that your mom's on there, you know? it's like That, that being said, though, I do think there's enough room in the market for another yeah. Steam. Yeah, exactly. And, and that's yeah. the thing. I, I don't think this, this Epic Games thing will ever overtake Steam because it's been around for so long and it's been the platform for PC yeah. gamers. Um, but I, I agree with Rowdy in that just more competition and more choices for consumers is great. Uh, so I, I, I don't think that, that Valve is even that worried about it. No, I don't think so. <laughs> they have a, a market share. They have, a, you know, well, why would they care? I don't know. It's another shark in the ocean. When you say they don't care, I just imagine them in the boardroom being like, guys, do you have you seen the news? Fucking all those Fortnite kids, they're taking this down at the ankles. You know, if you have if you have little gremlins running your room with chain like chainsaws, like going at your Achilles, um, I'd be nervous. I'd be nervous. I don't think they are. So so uh, Crash Organism says that he's uh, unsubbing and subbing Mike to see his counter going up and down. a second ago but now it's on yeah. 72 this is why there's so many people watching they're just constantly you know yeah. not listening to us just unsubbing and subbing to see us yeah. everyone unsub Mike right now like. yeah yeah do it, do it. let's <laughs> see what happens oh there we go yay one more sub okay now now everyone knows now we're gonna constantly have this 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 problem right yeah. there yeah. but uh, that, that's about it yes well if 
Thank you very much, uh, all of you in the live chat for interacting with us and joining us live. We do really, really appreciate it. And uh, yeah, we hope you have a great week in VR. We hope you enjoyed the show and all the topics that we talked about today. So uh, yeah, have a great week. We'll be back next week as usual with some more fresh news for you. So until then, bye-bye for now. Take care. Bye.